Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. How are you all doing? I hope you're keeping well in what is a wet, wet time here in uh, New Zealand, where in the Waihee area, at least anyway. And uh, yes, uh, been out and about at the weekend doing my uh, wooden stables at the Waihee AMP show and uh, Athenry uh, Homestead Fair. So uh, that's where we were. I'm going to be at the Cambridge AMP show coming up this weekend. So if you're down that way, come and say hi and uh, check out uh, my little stall I'll have of, uh, of stuff. So, yes, anyway, uh, also at the weekend we had a bunch of rugby. So I'll have a quick chat about uh, that results um, and uh, what uh, some of that kind of means because there's some meaningful games um, at the weekend. Uh, we'll also have a look at uh, the Super Rugby squads that uh, came out um, last week, and uh, Moana Pacifica came out today, uh, and I've got um, I got to attend the uh, Zoom media call with Aaron Major, the uh, uh, head coach there. So we'll have uh, I'll get that uh, video up, and we'll have a chat about some of the stuff that he said. Uh, there's also been the women's teams have come out as well, uh, um, we've had the World Rugby Awards, um, and there's a few rumours about uh, where people will be um, next year after the Rugby World Cup and who'll be coaching where and all of that kind of stuff. Good evening, Christopher Edwards-Bailey, who's joined us in the live chat over on YouTube. You can join us at 8pm on Tuesdays on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Unfortunately, Twitter doesn't let you comment, but you can comment on Facebook and uh, YouTube and join the chat. Or you can listen to the podcast as well. Just uh, search for New Zealand Sport Radio on your favourite podcast, either Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts or, uh, or iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, all those kind of places we hang out at. So uh, come and say hi. Also, with the demise of Twitter, well, will it die? Will it not? Who knows? Um, do um, We are posting more on our Facebook page. New Zealand Sport Radio, so check out that uh, that place to come and have a chat. Um, so let's kick off with the games from the weekend. Um, and uh, I've just realised I forgot to share my screen, so I'm going to have to bring um, that up right now. Um, and what I've done again is uh, have a look at these games and uh, go look and uh, see how good the uh, world rankings are um, as far as uh, who uh, how well did it predict who would win. Well, first up, um, Hong Kong versus Kenya, um, a 10-place ranking difference between these two. Um, the final game of the uh, World Cup qualifying um, for them, both of them already out of it, uh, with the, the USA and Portugal battling it out for that final place. Um, and uh, Hong Kong came out on top, as expected, um, but only by four points, so much closer um, than I think um, many of us uh, expected that one to be. Then we had uh, one of the key games, or perhaps the most key game of the weekend, the USA versus Portugal. And this one finished 16-all, meaning that Portugal won, um, came, come out, came out on top as far as the qualifying table was concerned on points difference. So Portugal will be going to the Rugby World Cup in 2023, and the USA 
will not. Um, boy, oh boy. When you think about the uh, investment um, that uh, has gone into the USA with uh, World Rugby uh, bailing them out when they were going to go bust, uh, the, having had the World Rugby World Cup 7s over there, um, the Rugby World Cup heading uh, in that direction in the future as well, and having Major League Rugby up and running with all their players now being professional players to uh, not make the Rugby World Cup to uh, uh, have been sort of downed or um, by uh, Uruguay, Chile, uh, and also Portugal. So um, there is uh, terrible for um, the uh, the USA at that. And uh, will this be a watershed moment where they turn things around, or will this be um, a bit of a decline um, for North American rugby with Canada also missing out on the Rugby World Cup as well? Um, we'll have to, only time will tell um, in that one. Um, as Christopher Bay says, uh, yeah, terrible for North American rugby, but uh, European rugby seems to be thriving. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seeing uh, obviously Spain also going well, but they just keep on putting, having getting disqualified because of the uh, ineligible players um, and then uh, and Portugal coming through as well. So, um, yes, you've got to say it uh, seems to be the, the second tier of rugby in Europe and also um, that um, in South America as well also seems to be um, going um, very well um, at um, at the moment um, on uh, this one. Um, the uh, Edwards, yes, should be noticed okay, the last two World Cup teams, the teams uh, had uh, had the USA, USA teams had European-based players. I still does have a few, um, but um, they also had amateur players as well. They weren't all full-time professionals, which they are now. Um, maybe the quality of major rugby isn't high enough, and that does need to improve. Uh, and obviously, that, hopefully, that will, well, hopefully that improve over time. Uh, it's a big one there for uh, uh, one there. Uh, Tonga saw off Uruguay comfortably. Only one place difference in the rankings, but a 24-point win, uh, which shows you that I think you know, the Tonga, Fiji and Samoa are, uh, well, are, are lower ranked than they really should be. Italy, another one um, that tends to be in that kind of uh, situation, I think. Then the massive upset of the weekend, the biggest upset of uh, probably the year here, um, with um, Wales beat, uh, losing to Georgia by a single point. Uh, Georgia getting uh, only got their first Tier 1 scalp earlier this year when they beat Italy, um, and they've got the second Tier 1 scalp uh, ever um, now, which is a fantastic result for them. One of the things I've been saying for a, number, for a few, few years, whilst people have been saying Georgia should be in the Six Nations, is they have never beaten a Tier 1 country. At least Italy had to do that before um, they got in to the uh, Six Nations. Um, well, uh, they've now gone and done that. I, so uh, I guess uh, I need to review my um, position a little bit uh, on that one uh, as to where their standard is and whether they should be uh, where, or, or, or where I feel uh, their claim uh, to promotion uh, kind of lies now. But a fantastic result um, for Georgia. Um, really, really poor um, for Wales. Uh, to be right, people would know some people wouldn't consider Italy to be uh, kind of tier one, not say they're sort of tier one and a half uh, in some ways, but um, yeah, the, this, this scalp for Georgia is is massive. Um, so uh, congratulations there. Um, Craig uh, Crabstyle says, uh, Welsh rugby is in turmoil, not just on the field. Yeah, it's been in turmoil off the pit, off the pitch for quite a long time now. Um, let's uh, let, let's be honest with um, the Welsh rugby union. And the well provinces or regions or clubs, whatever whatever they're called, the URC teams, um, uh, sort of being uh, at loggerheads uh, for a long time. So it has been um, in uh, yeah in a uh, a lot of been well, in a problem for um, for some um, time. Not sure if Welsh don't seem to have a type five to compete for World Cup glory. Well, <laughs> I think after this. Yeah, World Cup glory is definitely not uh, in their sights. Just uh, making the quarterfinals, I think, is what is in their sights. Um, is uh, is, is got to be their goal. I think going any further than that is wishful thinking. Um, and let's um, be honest. Uh, going back then, um, Christopher Bez said, "Look, George saw less tier one wins in Canada uh, and Romania. Sure, but um, uh, they've got more recent tier one wins than Canada. That's for certain. Uh, in that one, it's about their sort of the current." Um, standing rather than necessarily um, over uh, that um, uh, that that kind of um, kind of kind of level. Um, 
the uh, uh, moving on then again, Italy versus South Africa, and uh, after um, some uh, better results for Italy, um, this with them um, uh, from memory, because I forgot what the result was for last week for Italy. Um, that's right, when they beat Australia by a single point um, this week, they got absolutely thumped by South Africa, twenty-one to sixty-three. And LB making the point that Box ran the ball and scored nine tries. Look, the Box have been playing much nicer rugby this November. Um, the uh, I, th I thought their game um, against France was uh, was a cracking game and and wasn't the ball wasn't being slowed down a lot. So yeah, look, I think there has been a uh, change in attitude um, by the uh, by the Springboks. Um, and uh, whilst it might not have got um, the uh, the results in the previous games, losing to Ireland uh, and losing to France. Um, they finished off. I should know they finished off to England next weekend. Um, they, uh, I said that they, they, it does appear to be a style change. I would suggest um, they're playing a faster brand of rugby, keeping the ball in play more, or uh, active more. Uh, and boy, oh boy, um, they got the uh, biggest win of the uh, the weekend. So good for them. Um, in Canada, uh, lost to Namibia. Namibia, obviously, in the Rugby World Cup again, a within a score, um, but so yeah, showing Canada's demise and how they are uh, sliding down. Um, and with the mess that they've had at uh, administration level, uh, it's uh, not a pretty sight for Canada. And you do wonder uh, yeah, how many years it's going to take them to turn things around. I think that's a long-term project, uh, not in the next World Cup cycle, to be honest. Um, with them in decline in the USA, um, this is all possibly down to, or probably a contributing fact to this, probably is the ARC or the America's Rugby Championship um, disappearing due to politics. Um, and uh, a real shame there because I do think the Americans do need that kind of level of, uh, of regular annual competition um, there for, for, the, for the teams, not just in uh, North America, but also in South America with uh, Chile, Brazil, Uruguay were, um, and uh, the, sort of the Argentine 15, so not the, not the first team, Pumas, the second team Pumas in, in that competition. Uh, well, I think it was a good competition against them. Therefore, they want to look at reviving, uh, but unfortunately, politics got in the way of um, of that one. Romania versus Samoa, and surprisingly there, a good win by Samoa. Um, and then Scotland, Argentina. And look, and this is kind of been Argentina's uh, problem for me, is that they can put... Um, one, uh, they, can, they can pull off a, um, a result, but they just can't seem to put um, um, a string of results uh, back to back. So um, after that um, opening round win, or opening win against uh, England, to have then lost to Wales, who this weekend have lost to Georgia, um, and then to have got absolutely spanked um, by Scotland by 23 points. That's a big um, win for Scotland. After a, um, a decent, a very good performance against against the All Blacks, but not getting the results. So luckily, uh, so good to see their heads um, didn't drop from that one. Um, a one point loss to Australia, beating Fiji. Um, a, a very a good performance against um, the All Blacks, and then beating Argentina comfortably. Also, it's actually been a decent window um, for um, the uh, Scottish um, on uh, um, on that one um, there. Um, uh, Craig uh, Crabstar giving a shout out to the attacking scrum, which is the Welsh, Pop Welsh Rugby podcast. Absolutely, it's one I, I generally listen to. Um, I've not been in the car as much recently, so I've not kept up with my podcasts. But uh, yes, got to give a shout out to the attacking scrum um, there. If you want to know, hear about, uh, listen to yeah about Welsh rugby, uh, they're a cracking um, podcast uh, in um, in that one. Um, then England, New Zealand, a draw. Boy, oh boy. Um, uh, with uh, with with that one, uh, New Zealand winning this game for a good seventy minutes, and then just throwing, and then just England somehow uh, coming back in the last ten or so. Um, look, I, this I thought this one was well over, um, to be honest with you. But um, uh, yeah, England kept playing, uh, and uh, is this the end of a long season? Did New Zealand run out of steam? Uh, question marks around uh, the uh, the All Blacks bench. Um, Got to feel sorry for TJ Piranara who is uh, now out for, I think it's nine months after uh, pinging his or ripping his uh, Achilles. Um, so um, really uh, a ruptured his Achilles, apparently. Uh, so really, really sad for um, TJ, who had looked really good coming back um, after being sort of uh, uh, left out and finding his way back into the, um, the All Blacks fold there. 
Um, you know, England were really poor. I think it made the All Blacks look better than they were. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, this was um, a, or let's, the, the All Blacks have, they had an intercept try, uh, that kind of length of the field try and a, um, uh, from, from turnover, uh, and then the, and also a, um, a line-out more try. Uh, look, the All Blacks, again, defensively were very, very good. They're in the 90% tackle rate, but um, their attack was appalling. Uh, and they kept making errors. Neither side was clinical enough to score points. Um, and uh, yeah, the execution by both teams was well down, uh, let's be honest, until England in that last 10 minutes scored a couple of uh, wonderful tries. But uh, for most of the game, yeah, it, was, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was a great... Um, well, there was lots going on, but it wasn't uh, perhaps much of a, um, uh, also a, a yeah, final product um, for, for what was going on there. So, wow... Uh, God, it's got to put some. Uh, well, so I've got to put, put pressure again on Steve, on Steve, Han, uh, not Steve Hans, um, uh, Ian Foster. Let's be honest; he's going to be around to the Rugby World Cup, so uh, I don't think there's anything going to change there. Uh, so any pressure doesn't really um, matter um, to him. Um, Ireland versus Australia, um, a three-point win for Ireland, so a, not not a convincing um, margin um, with that, but um, it does. Uh, continue a, a, a good um, autumn series um, for Ireland, uh, having beaten South Africa, um, Fiji uh, and Australia, um, going uh, so having a cracking season, finishing number one, uh, and we'll see that uh, reflected in the World Rugby Awards um, when we uh, have a chat about that um, later. And I think I've just gone and uh, have I gone and closed the uh, my window with all those on? I probably have, which is probably a, a bad thing. So I have to dig that. Um, oh no, I've got to open it. Sorry. Um, so, uh, so we'll go through with the World Rugby Awards, um, but uh, just reward for Ireland for uh, finishing uh, the year uh, at number one. And then finally, France versus Japan. Unsurprisingly, a uh, comfortable win for France there in that one. Um, and that rounds it out. And looking at that, as you can see, um, two draws by teams that are relatively closely ranked. Um, and uh, those three... Um, Ones in red show you where the lower ranked team won in that one. Um, but uh, so, uh, so there. Um, oh, um, I'm sorry, I haven't watched the Aussie one, but one of the things to come out of this um, has uh, got to be uh, the uh, HIA um, for Nick White. The, 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 uh, or the, the reasoning given that the medical team were looking at another, were looking back at a picture, so missed the fact that. Um, Nick White was wobbly on his feet and should not have uh, um, had a HIA, should be straight off and not returning to the pitch, is a is a poor one. Um, and uh, yeah, not good, not good at all seeing players come back on the pitch who have been uh, had head knocks of that sort. We need to, really need to stop this now. Uh, and why it's still a, an ongoing problem, uh, beggar's belief, um, to be honest with you. Um, Yes, final topic from uh, the internationals is the uh, referees uh, and um, uh, the um, the referees be uh, and uh, uh, some of them now saying that uh, well, a the flack they get they they've been getting um, the look the the the, the amount of um, uh, what's the word for the amount of penalties that were in that uh, England New Zealand game weren't down to the referee that was down to the players and the players playing badly. It was bad discipline by the, by the players, not the referee's fault at all um, in there. And yet the referee has been in for a lot of flack um, for him, for, 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 for calls that he made and also calls that he missed as well. Um, so we've seen videos of uh, various tackles going, oh, it was dangerous. That should have been called up. Um, and uh, you're already um, getting, uh, uh, already complaining about the number of penalties and people complain about stuff he missed as well. So now look, um, not the referee's fault at all for the number of penalties in that one. Also, um, an article in The Times that's getting re-reported around the place about um, referees uh, not wanting to referee South Africa. Um, and um, the uh, and uh, and because of the abuse that they're getting online and death threats, not just to themselves, um, but also um, to their families as well. Now, look, is this restricted to South Africa? No, it's not. Um, but South Africa at the moment are the ones that are being led by um, by, by Razzie. Again, is Razzie the only um, DOR or head coach who complains about the ref? 
No, he isn't. But um, he is the most vocal uh, one of um, about it, uh, and the most uh, uh, and, and via social media, um, rather than uh, just a couple of uh, via videos, rather than just a couple of words in a press conference afterwards, uh, takes it to a different level entirely. Uh, and uh, that has definitely filtered down um, on uh, on this one, uh, and, uh, and and it's it's a, it's a sad state of affairs um, to be in. The, the fact that he can't see what damage he's doing uh, is the real sad thing here, um, to be honest with you. And uh, he just needs to understand. I, whilst I can see, clearly he's frustrated that he's not getting his point across through official channels, but um, this isn't the way uh, to be doing it, uh, and, and putting people at physical risk of harm, in all honesty, uh, beyond just uh, some, whilst is he to blame if a, uh, a person does go too far? No, he's not. It's not his fault that someone uh, has, but it is whipping up the frenzy that, unfortunately, there will be a very, very tiny minority who will feel they can go uh, and uh, go, go that far. But let's hope um, we don't see that um, that happening on that one. Um, looking forward to next weekend, two games then, uh, Wales versus Australia, ninth versus eighth in the world. Ooh, and the uh, home advantage with Wales. So uh, uh, in theory, um, two teams that need the, the win. Um, let's be honest, Wales off the back of that um, loss uh, um, to Georgia uh, and um, Australia. Yeah, it's uh, the knives are out for, for Rennie. Um, so a good win to finish the year. Um, would uh, I think would 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 be uh, would be very good for him, and then England versus South Africa. Oh, that should be again should be a cracker. Um, unfortunately for South Africa, I think they're probably going to be missing a couple of players uh, because of uh, it's outside of the international window. Um, but uh, even so, um, that should be a cracking game. Uh, as we said earlier, um, at South Africa playing a better style of rugby, and if England can do, um, uh, if England can actually. Uh, put together uh, some of that rugby they saw in the last 10 minutes. Who knows um, what uh, what we could see in that one. Um, something else that was put up was uh, that, that, that I found interesting from um, Twitter. I've, got, I've gone blank as to who put it together, so I'm sorry for this, but uh, with the number of red cards um, and yellow cards that have been handed out um, to each team, um, I then added in the number of games they've played this year up to that point. So this does not include last weekend's games uh, and then put in the, the cards per game. So as you can see, even if you take into account the fact that Australia have played the most games um, that uh, you see that are 108 there, uh, sorry, 1.8 um, cards per game. Uh, South Africa at 1.09, uh, 1.08, uh, 1.09. Uh, New Zealand then at 1.83. And Argentina at 1.82. The three, the four teams that have the most cards and the most cards per game are all rugby championship teams. And you do wonder, uh, I haven't gone through and done it by game by game, but I'll try and uh, do that uh, and see if, uh, is it due to cards given out to join the rugby championship or is it uh, cards given out at other times? Because uh, maybe look at, maybe break this down by um, the uh, sort of, Rugby Championship, Six Nations, um, July and November, uh, and see where um, these uh, cards come from. France and Ireland, top two teams for the best card record. Um, it says uh, nocturnal rights. And funny enough, they're the top two teams in the world right now as well in the world rankings. So there you go. Um, interesting um, one there with that um, red card for Anton de Pont um, the other weekend being the first card of the year for them. Um, so interesting there. Now, is that down to refereeing styles? Is it down to to, to, to coaching styles? Um, what is it? Now, historically, you can say, oh, it's about super rugby referees. But now, now you can't because Australia and New Zealand are in super rugby, but South Africa are not. They're in the URC, which is the same competition as the, as the Welsh players and the, the Ireland players and the Italian and Scottish players. So there's no excuse about... So I don't think, I don't think you can use the excuse of or the reasoning of super rugby Again, Argentinian players aren't playing Super Rugby either. Um, so uh, to have those South Africa and Argentina up there on, on the same kind of numbers as New Zealand and Australia, it's not a Super Rugby thing. Um, uh, so it's not domestic competition that's, that's, that's doing this. It's something else um, in that one. So 
Um, I need to uh, have a look at it more, but um, definitely some issues for the Southern Hemisphere um, or non-European teams there, except for Japan, as you can see, uh, who have, uh, well, I mean, even them, they've had uh, three cards, but I've only played six games this year. I'll show you also the different level of what the tier one compared to tier two teams get to play, how much rugby, how much more rugby um, they play um, than the other teams uh, there. Um, that finishes up the our um, international um, side of things. I was going to have a quick uh, drink of my beer. And we'll move on to um, the uh, Super Rugby squads. Um, it's kicking off then with the uh, the New Zealand franchises. And uh, look, there's been very, this is probably one of the uh, smallest or most settled team of squads that I kind of, Remember, sure. Um, uh, across across all the uh, across all the teams, if you look at the Blues. Um, a couple of key names are leaving in uh, Carlton and Caffey. Um, Josh Goodhue, both heading overseas, and Luke Romano uh, is um, uh, has retired. But apart from that, yes, there's a couple other players who have um, who are leaving, but not anyone big. With Patrick Duplotu coming in to kind of replace the Luke Romano, um, Josh Goodhue piece there. Um, it is a very, very settled side for um, the old McDonald uh, uh, squad there and not much change going on at all. Only three new players coming in. One of those with a very famous second, very famous family name there, Rob Rush, uh, coming in. So I think there'll be a lot of people um, very interested to see how he goes. Obviously, his farmer, his farmer, his father, a uh, very famous uh, all black there. Moving down, then on to the, um, uh, the, the, the Chiefs um, next, which again, um, uh, have had more, more turnover um, here. Um, uh, the, uh, but again, um, most of the players who are leaving are um, or the people who are, who are on short-term contracts. So perhaps a couple, perhaps a couple um, surprising, um, losing sort of Mitchell Brown to Japan. And then Tom Florence and Mitch Jacobson both heading over to the USA for the Major League Rugby and Caleb Trask heading over to Japan as well. But when you've got Damon McKenzie coming back, replacing Caleb Trask, and when you've got uh, a, um, a set of uh, uh, loose with Boshier, Kane, Finnell, Jacobson, as in Luke, because Mitch is going, um, Peter Gosarkula, um, Simon Parker, you've got a decent set there. So no, no issues um, there for... Um, um, for the uh, for, for the Chiefs, uh, Janalo heads down to the um, Highlanders, um, and uh, Punavai comes the other way. So I uh, say, and uh, Chase Tia Tia heads overseas. So a couple of players disappearing in the backs or changing the backs, but um, I say another very settled squad um, there with the um, Chiefs. Um, <laughs> into the um, Crusaders, um, and. They uh, have a, a couple of players um, leaving, but again, you know, Padlo Matera um, heading off and uh, over to Japan, uh, along with Bryn Hall and Simon Hickey um, as well, as also um, Penavaya, uh, the um, as, as well, heading over there with George Bridge heading to France. So a few people um, there, uh, a few names there heading um, off, coming in. And this is where I think it's... Uh, kind of different than, than what we've seen and we've seen this different it's a bit different this year but also it's carrying on now historically most of the players have come from canterbury and tasman we're not seeing that so much here with um Patafilo, uh down from the hurricanes milani nanai returning from uh, the worcester warriors um coming in um willie hines uh who's uh, well he's been with canterbury but uh, obviously was over in uh, in england for for a while uh you got um christian leah willie from the highlanders so um yeah, a bit different uh, kind of recruitment from the uh, Crusaders. But again, um, very settled. You've got Nanai uh, coming in for George Bridge. Um, the uh, I mean, Kenny Naholo's heading off to the Hurricanes, but uh, uh, he has injury injury worries. Uh, so, yeah, look, another very settled one there. I don't think we'll see much difference. Into the Highlanders, um, losing Liam Coltman across to, um, to France. Um, a bit surprised seeing Bryn Evans... Uh, going back to Hawks Bay, I guess he's getting old, but he's probably retiring from Super Rugby. Uh, but he's been playing well uh, at this um, at, at this level. Also, Gareth Evans um, dropping out of the squad. Um, someone who has been in the all, around the All Blacks um, there. 
Solomon Alamalo also. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Dropping out, uh, Danny Solomona, Solomona, sorry, who came over from the UK, um, hasn't managed to, Freedom um, Vahukolo. So a number of um, backs dropping out there. Obviously, a change here in coaching with Tony Brown dropping out and uh, um, Clark Dermody um, stepping up to the uh, uh, to, to the to the role. Coming in, Jenna Lowe, who we talked about from from uh, down from the Chiefs um, to back up um, Banks and Hunt. They've got um, Cam Miller, so I'm not sure how much he'll get tight game time. Came Hamington gets replaced by Triple T, who's uh, onto his third Super Rugby team. Uh, will Tucker in here from Otago. Um, uh, Nicora Broughton from uh, Bay of Plenty. So not no, not many big names um, coming in there. So again, I don't think we'll see much um, change in uh, uh, the starting lineups. Finally, um, on to the um, the Hurricanes. They perhaps lost a few more. Uh, ben May has retired. A bit surprised to see Alex Fidel not uh, get um, not get a, not get a contract. Um, a bunch of hookers. Um, have, but they were all on short term. You might remember they had a big uh, injury issue um, at Hooker um, last year um, at the uh, Hurricanes um, and uh, had nine hookers in their squad um, over the uh, season. Um, Scott Scrafton heads over to um, Italy, uh, uh, Major League Rugby. Wes Houston is headed across to Edinburgh uh, and Jackson Golden Bishop heads to Japan. Jackson got Bashup replaced by Brett Cameron, um, who went who had a season in Japan's comeback, got himself a Super Rugby contract. Uh, been looking good for number two, so I think that's actually a good one um, for um, the Hurricanes. Um, a couple of other, any other players coming in? Uh, the um, back rower Peter Lackey from Wellington uh, has been promoted, um, and uh, Danny Sinkinson, uh, who had a good season with Mykato. Um, and gets a contract, so congratulations to him. And then Kenny Naholo moves up from the Crusaders. Uh, Kenny's uh, lots of promise. Uh, injuries have held him back. Let's hope he has an injury-free season. But again, as I say, really settled squads all around. So don't expect much difference um, in, uh, I guess, what well, uh, in the playing of the, or the the starting squads um, for the uh, for the for the teams on the whole. Um. Then moving on to Moana Pacifica. Now, this one, uh, I'll be honest, surprised me um, quite a uh, quite a lot because um, when we saw the um, the squad that was announced for Moana Pacifica last year, we knew um, that uh, they had been um, brought up or brought in. And I just realised this might not work. Might not my video might not work, but. Um, um, uh, has uh, has we, we knew they'd been brought in by um, at, at late notice. They had to put their squad together late, and they weren't um, on. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They they weren't uh, playing. Uh, they, 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 were, they didn't have time to construct a squad uh, that they wanted to, because a lot of players had already been contracted, etc. So I expected quite a turnover to happen um, when we came into this uh, season. Um, that's, um, uh, that that uh, hasn't happened. It's a, it's a very steady um, team for Moana Pacifica. 
um, and uh, they've had very few um, new players. One of the new players is um, uh, Miracle, and I've got his, his family name now, uh, who uh, came out, has come through via the World Rugby um, Trial Day. Uh, I've what they call it now, scrummage or whatever, uh, that they had uh, in the Pacific Islands. So congratulations to him. Five other players um, are also coming over to be part of pre-season training, uh, which is great to see um, as well. Now, let's just see if this video will work. If not, I'll have to just talk through some of the, some of the points I was going to make um, from this. All right, we'll work. So here we go into um, Aramajo. Part of our, our narrative really to the, the pathway that's tangible for uh, young aspiring rugby players from the islands, whether that be Samoa, Tonga, uh, our smaller nations as well. Uh, so the miracle is probably the first example of that. How that came about was through the uh, World Rugby Pacific Combine, which myself and uh, the Federal Tier Team were able to attend, along with Kevin Senior and a couple of our other staff who helped deliver. And uh, it clearly stand out for us, a miracle. Put our eye early just to see Terry held himself, not just on the field, but off the field as well. Uh, some real leadership qualities there. He's been in the seven environment as well, so uh, knows how to work hard, knows how to push himself. And, um, he, he performed really well on game day against the, the Fiji Warriors side. So uh, we had to have a discussion, make some calls, and we just felt he was ready for this opportunity based on what we saw. And it's really exciting, eh? Now it's, it's visible for our young Swire players at the islands that uh, they too can become super rugby players and, and be a part of one of six. And how do you, how, before, but how do you tell a pre season differ this time from last year? Islanders were going to have a pre-season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, we, we didn't get the chance to have a, a proper pre-season last year. Uh, we had a few weeks, three weeks before we played our first pre-season game. And we're still trying to really finish the mark, establishing uh, our organisation. Uh, we're much better set up. We've got the whole coaching team together. There. We've got players there, nervous. The coaches are nervous, nervous or anxious and excited, you know. There's some good nerves sort of floating around as well. It's not just our players, but you know, it's Expectations that, that we have on ourselves, on our players, are a lot higher based on having that experience from last year. So we're looking forward to seeing uh, how our players present themselves. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? The comment there about how see how the players will uh, react um, to this environment where the expectations higher because they've actually had a preseason. Um, and uh, how the, and what uh, and how they behave, having had a preseason rather than last time, where they kind of got thrown in and uh, sink or swim, um, nothing to lose, kind of attitude. Uh, whereas this time there is more pressure um, and the expectation, so there is something to lose per se. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how the players react to that. Yeah, and they've got a World Cup coming up next year. Like, is that is that what's is, is at all? Like, in terms of how players that I sort of progressing, have a good year. Like. I suppose it's kind of an indirect thing that we, we wait. No, it's a good part of our thinking. And uh, we're closely aligned with uh, Ty Kepo and his uh, management team and a couple of club leaders. So uh, I'll make a couple of I'm still on this uh, coaching one really aligned with uh, development from our players and how we prepare them, uh, the communication that we're going with down around and uh, holistic development from our players as well. Pretty closely aligned. So great to hear there about like the, the links through because you have to remember uh, when Moana Pacific were being set up, there were some comments coming out of the Pacific Islands um, about how they weren't involved and how they weren't being out as a New Zealand thing and um, we're not, we're, do, do we have the contacts? It looks like they definitely do. And look, with 26 players um, having uh, rugby uh, experience, um, former one Pacifica, sorry, for, for Manu Samoa uh, and also um, Ikitai Tahi, um, it's, uh, is, um, that's great to see with uh, add-on Christian Leofano and um, Sakopi Kepu, that makes 28 players in the squad who have international experience. Um, let's say 26 with those two squads is, is great. Yeah, it's from day one. Like, 
know our board and the same also John really drives being yes it's a football club out there to get people to game for our first game uh, at, at home uh, that'll be a and yeah look i mean one thing was disappointing last year were the crowd sizes so sorry the sound cut up there i want to include that bit about yeah that um uh, but yeah about the, that effort that's needed by the ceo marketing etc because i say that the crowd sizes at mount smart were poor um in all honesty so really need to um Look at that. By the way, Nocturnal Rights, we'll get on to your point uh, later on. That So there is a question about that uh, that, uh, that he answers. So, uh, yeah, I do really do hope they can get the, the crowds in this year. Like one of the key takeaways from that, I think, was like the different feel around rugby. Is that something you guys think you can offer as well? I think we're a good example of that last year. Yeah. Like, we feel rugby was a scale. So they're going to come into the first block. So it's just to give them a, a taste of the full professional environment. The pre-Christmas box can be hard. So they stretch our boys mentally, physically, emotionally, pretty much anywhere else. Stretching their fingernails and think. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we've got Joe Perez, Alessio Moa, and then Tom Ponga, Tommy Kilkenny, who is part of the Kamakai Rovers, Premiership winning team. Uh, we've got Sabisi Payak, who spent some time down the Bay of Penny. Frank Murphy, those guys will be opportunities to come in. to develop a contract either this year or next year. So, a great opportunity. It's hard to compare when they're in other countries. The best way to get a feel for the environment. And um, so, folks, it, I guess one thing that we don't sort of talk, sort of see or talk about much is the uh, yeah, that extended training squad uh, that's there. Uh, so, and that's important. And that's, you say, giving those players uh, exposure to the environment. But one name that was um, that was missing there was Nico Jones, which um, who uh, was part of Moana um, Pacifica setup last year. Uh, and uh, apparently that's what stopped him from going overseas to Major League Rugby. Uh, so interesting that Nico Jones, I've not seen him mentioned in the Blues re um, release or by the uh, Moana Pacifica. So uh, interesting to see where uh, he ends up um, uh, because, yeah, surprised his name wasn't mentioned. And uh, here we get on to um, uh, the uh, Levi Amur uh, question. Al Moore, um, he's in awesome last 12 months. Are you happy with him kind of being brought into the All Blacks 15 sort of environment, or would you rather see him play for the Manu or Tonga? All our boys are on their own journey, and we're really proud of Levi, really proud of um, who he's become as a man, and that's just um, transferred onto the field that we support all of our boys, their aspirations, and uh, Levi's decided uh, that route just for now. That doesn't mean to say that he's not going to be available for either Samoa or Tonga down the track. And I'm, if I was those coaches, I'd be going hard trying to get Levi and my team for the World Cup. So uh, he's got some options. Paul here. The I see you use the word cohesion in the uh, in, in the release. Uh, have you been working with Gaylon Analytics? Are you trying to moneyball your kind of uh, how you put the co put the squad together? Uh, we, we have had some discussions with uh, few companies. Gaylon Analytics being one of those. Uh, yeah, there's, there's lots going on. And our environment, probably the, the main one is for us just to connect and bring people together. Like we've had staff on tours, we've had staff in NPC programs, our players have done in yet. So probably the big one for us is just making sure we connect really clear on how we want to want to play the game, how we become um, you know, a team that can compete in the quarterfinal, give ourselves a chance to go any further. So uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, that's certainly part of the plan. And secondly, uh, the um, Dale was uh, what you guys your assistant coach, and also went off to um, with uh, I think it was Tonga. Uh, is there a, are you looking at having a pathway for coaches to come through to the 
Pacifica uh, international teams as well as players, or is it mainly players at the moment, just uh, that, that pathway? Everybody. Yeah, players, coaches, trainers, medics, media. Uh, this is a team for, uh, for all of our people and trying to inspire a pathway uh, no matter what, what field it's in. Uh, yeah, we've got some great examples. That's very difficult to come down. We've been doing an awesome job, the media team. So uh, nuts for all of our people in any field. So yeah, so interesting. The look, look it's uh, the, the very much a holistic approach, and you do feel that uh, he is connected with the whole organisation and not just um, the playing side, uh, which I think is a fantastic place to be. Uh, my, the feel when I've been in other clubs, or oh, sorry, other other Super Rugby front um, groups and talked to them, uh, there seems to be a bit more of a, a segregation and a, not that holistic um, feel between the whole group. So I think that's fantastic, and uh, it's a difference here. For Moana Pacifica over the other Super Rugby franchises, um, as, and that's part of their sort of, um, sort of family Polynesian um, heritage uh, and culture, I would say. Also, um, interesting that uh, there that whilst we talk about sort of heritage and culture, uh, they're also uh, forward thinking as well. Talking with people like um, again analytics, who you might have seen that obviously Ben Darwin, uh, one of the guys there. And uh, and his partner, I've got the guy's name, who we interviewed um, a while back on uh, the long talk. Um, the uh, look, so looking at other avenues, looking at uh, some pretty uh, innovative and uh, modern thinking um, around how you structure and how you put together squads, uh, and trying, as I say, to kind of moneyball um, their squad as well. So it's good. It's good to see they've got that mixture of tradition, culture, and also forward thinking as well, and uh, the holistic thing. So yeah, very. Um, happy with what's going on uh, at Moana and uh, thankful for them to invite me to uh, take part in that interview um, today. Um, moving on then uh, to the uh, women's squads as well. Uh, kind of interesting to see that the number of moves between um, the uh, different um, squads, uh, which, is, which are only a year old, um, which has been uh, kind of interesting. Um, also, um, what's... Um, uh, was uh, what, what, what has been kind of uh, key also is the uh, number of uh, well, black ferns that aren't there, are basically the ones that are part of the sevens um, setup. Um, so uh, Fitzpatrick, Rui Tui, uh, who wasn't part of the sevens this year, and even said in a post-match interview that she'd been sh uh, at after the Rugby World Cup final that she'd been shafted by the sevens, um, which was uh, interesting. She didn't go into any more details than that. Um, but um, Portia Woodman, uh, Harini, uh, a number of players there who will not be, who are not taking part in Super Rugby Alpaki uh, next year. So they're take, going back to um, the uh, Sevens uh, environment. Um, the, uh, so that seems to be a, a, a big one there. Um, Crystal Murray's move down to, um, uh, from the Blues down to the Hurricanes will be uh, definitely a big one uh, in that one. Uh, and last year, there were a couple of Wallaroos uh, involved, just one this year um, coming over. Um, which uh, is uh, um, which is interesting uh, in that one, but I think quite a lot of new players um, coming in to, uh, to to these environments, which they're, not, they're still very new environments. So it's not it's not not surprising to see that. And obviously, a few players will have re re retired um, after the Rugby World Cup. I mean, Les Elder has gone as uh, as well as the uh, couple that uh, were actually in the uh, the, the Black Ferns. So um, so yes, yeah, so interesting day, interesting times for Super Rugby. Um, Alpaki and uh, how that goes forward. It'd be good to hear um, from the uh, head of women's rugby. But unfortunately, what you don't you don't seem to hear from her. Um, the uh, that uh, Claire Claire Beard um, does seem to be uh, kind of conspicuous by her absence in all of these articles. Um, with uh, another article came out that uh, New Zealand uh, sort of plans to keep the Black Ferns on top, um, and the person talking in that is um, um, Claire's boss. It's not Claire um, herself. Uh, it is um, Lundrum, who is the, uh, um, the what's his role again? Uh, but anyway, he's in charge of uh, professional rugby in New Zealand. So um, so on that one, uh, it's uh, yeah, interesting to see who is doing the, um, the actual talking. Uh, it's not the head of women's rugby, which you would uh, kind of expect. It's the general manager of professional rugby. Uh, and performance who's doing the talking about what's happening and how it how women's rugby is changing in this uh, in, in this country saying that they've got a lot of things to be announced um key announcements over the summer blah 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 
yeah, at the end of the day, we have a four-team competition that goes for five weeks. That needs to be a lot longer than that um, to, for, 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 for this. Um, sure, there are 112 players who are contracted, including the Blackferns, um, through Super Rugby, but that's for five weeks. Again, it's not for um, the uh, it's not for 12 months of the year. These uh, they, they are still um, semi-professional at best, or in fact, amateur for um, 10 months of the year, and get to be professional for just two. So um, uh, th that's probably another reason why some of the sevens players um, have decided to stay with the sevens rather than come across the 15s. Is that the structures just are not there um, at the uh, the moment. Chris Rebe, uh, will Super Rebe Alpaki expand to five or six teams anytime soon? Uh, no, I think is the answer to, um, to, to, to that. Well, we, I'll be afraid. Sorry, that's not fair. We don't know. Um, ch chatting behind the scenes to, 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 a, to a number of different folks, uh, there just isn't the, the depth to put in a more specific team, they, they reckon. Um, but there suddenly well, there was for to put in a Fiji and Drua team over in uh, Australia. Um, Again, uh, with Southland not having a women's team in the in the Farrah Palmer Cup at a provincial level, there's, is, there isn't a depth in South Island for a second team. So where would you put that second team in North Island? Um, there seems to be a view that we just, the way to grow women's rugby is to copy men's rugby. Because, yeah, that's perfect. Pardon me, isn't it? Not. Um, so, whereas I think having a team in Tauranga, um, might be uh, the, the place for the fifth team on the women's side of things rather than down in Dunedin, for example, because um, you've got the sevens based out of there uh, um, and uh, Bay of Plenty are, are a cracking team as well. So, um, uh, look, I think there's options that, so they, that they to do things differently, but at the moment, looking at it, they don't seem to want to do things differently. They want to stick and uh, stick the same record on and uh, play it against them. Um, which I think is the wrong way to go for, women, for, for, for for the game because we know men's rugby has got problems and uh, that needs to be, um, uh, that uh, there's an opportunity here to fix that. So um, shame on that one. Let's uh, have a look um, at the, um, the uh, World Rugby Awards uh, and uh, the results um, from that. Uh, the uh, Women's 15s Player of the Year was... Uh, Rihaini Demant, the uh, um, Black Ferns captain. Um, so congratulations to her. Look, clearly a big turnaround for the Black Ferns from the end of last year to go winning the Rugby World Cup. Unsurprising to see her pick up. So congratulations to her pick up that one. Um, the uh, um, uh, Josh van der Fleer is the uh, Men's World's 15s Player of the Year. Look, Ireland have been going fantastically well and he's been a big part of that. So um, congratulations to him. Wayne Smith, unsurprisingly, Coach of the Year. Um, 15's breakthrough, uh, the Italian, Angai Capsu Ozo. Um, and on the women's side, Ruby Tui. Well, <laughs> yes, very experienced sevens player, but I guess breakthrough on the 15's side of things. It's men's sevens player of the year from Ireland, Terry uh, Kennedy. And other, I mean, Ireland obviously done cracking well in the sevens as well. And women's um, sevens player of the year, um, Charlotte Kaslik from Australia, um, cracking player. Referee of the year, Tape Henning. It must be no one that I kind of, someone I can think of, uh, doesn't really sort of ring bells. Um, Farrah Palmer gets a Distinguished Service Award. Brian Habana gets a uh, Special Merit uh, Player, Special Merit Award. Men's Try of the Year goes to Chile with uh, Rodrigo Fernandez in his solo efforts. And then Abby Dow uh, of England picks up the Women's Try of the Year. If we look at the uh, Women's Dream Team, and you run through that, and uh, finally, un unsurprisingly, four England players in the forwards and uh, four uh, New Zealand players in the backs. Problem with that four um, New Zealand players in the backs is three of them will be off with sevens next year and not playing Super Rugby Alpaki. Um, and that's part of the problem uh, that I was talking about earlier. And Dr. Rice says, Tabe Henning, didn't he retire 20 years ago? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, maybe he's doing TMO duty or something. I'm not sure. Um on to um, the uh, the men's side then. Ellis Genge, Malcolm Marks, Ty Furlong, cross front row. I can't really argue too much uh, with that. I think they will be good. Ty Byrne uh, and Sam Whitelock in the locks, obviously with Ireland uh, being number one. There's a good reason for that, and that's going to be the forwards. I know some South Africans are not happy uh, that Etzebeth um, wasn't included um, there in that one. 
Pablo Montero at six, Josh van der Fleer at seven, and uh, Gregory Aldrit at eight. Again, lots of uh, Kiwis obviously not happy to see that um, no Ardi Surveyor now. When you've got World Player of the Year at seven, um, obviously Ardi can't go in at seven. Um, and when you're France as number two in the world, they're going to have some players in here. And Aldrit and Dupont at eight and nine are their um, entries. So, yes, Ardi Surveyor is a fantastic player, um, but I can't. Um, uh, so you can look like who could you drop? Who could you drop from these? Uh, and it's hard to see um, who you could drop, to be honest. Johnny Sexton at ten, perhaps the uh, most valuable player to any team in the world um, at uh, um, the uh, at the moment. Uh, the drop-off between him and the next his replacement is just massive. Um, so not surprised to see him at 10. A bit surprised by Damien Delendi at 12, but I think that probably shows that 12 is one of the weaker positions in world rugby at the moment. Um, but um, so, yeah, so a bit surprised to see uh, him in there. Not surprised at all to see Lucania Am at 13. He's been fantastic this year. Corobetti um, at 11. A little bit surprised about that fantastic player, but how much rugby has he actually played international rugby at 11 this year? I'm not sure. Um, Will Jordan, uh, New Zealand's other representative on the right wing, obviously has been uh, uh, scoring tries uh, for pleasure. And then Freddie Stewart at 15. A little bit surprised by that one, to be honest. Um, but uh, I think he did have a decent uh, Six Nations, um, didn't he, um, in, uh, in that one. So I think, uh, yeah, Etzebeth, Oli Surveyor, two players um, unlucky to miss out um, on this. Um, absolutely. Uh, but... Um, the uh, and uh, Nocturnal writes here says, Yeah, Karevi being injured has impacts on that on the 12 jersey. Yeah, he's probably the best 12 in the moment, the moment for me. Um, or one of the Irish boys, uh, also playing um, well in there as well. That's in that 12 jersey, but um, uh, I mean, Delende, look, he's a good player, don't get me wrong. Um, just uh, a little bit surprised. I'm not sure he's necessarily the best, uh, or perhaps he's the best 12 that's uh, that's kept fit <laughs> this year, uh, in that jersey. Um, so no major arguments in there. Yeah, there's a few you could you, you could discuss, but um, but I say no major arguments for me in that one. Um, you could argue Andy Farrell is getting Ireland to number one, uh, the first Ireland's first ever um, tour um, win, uh, winning tour in New Zealand. And you must be in with a big shout as well for that World Coach of the Year um, in that one. But uh, you can understand the turnaround that uh, Wayne Smith has done with the Blackford to win the World Cup. Uh, I can, yeah, so he's thoroughly, that's uh, coach of the year is thoroughly deserved. Um, talking of coaches then, uh, a couple of rumours going around. Um, Eddie Jones apparently heading off to um, the USA after the World Cup to, to, uh, to coach them, taking over from Gary Gould um, in that one, or maybe there'll be a caretaker in between. Um, and that uh, Razor uh, is uh, being lined up to be the England um, head coach um, it's apparently on a short list of three um, with um, Ronan O'Gara um, and uh, Borthwick um, being the other two. Um, Steve Borthwick suggestions that Ronan O'Gara could, uh, uh, sort of that uh, Razor and um, O'Gara could do a double ticket. Um, well, you could also put Steve Borthwick in there, put Borthwick as forwards, Ronan O'Gara's backs, and uh, Razor as overall. Um, but to whether Borthwick wants to be uh, assistant again for England. Uh, because he was with um, Eddie Jones, wasn't he, uh, before going off and head coaching Leicester, I think it is, where he is now. Um, so, um, uh, the uh, but it could be done, I guess, in a, a line with him being lined up to take over in four years' time, which I thought he was being done uh, to do um, for Eddie Jones uh, and take over from Eddie Jones, in all honesty. Um, but uh, there you go um, on that one. So we'll see if, um, if that uh, comes to be um, or whether... Uh, whether it's just rumours, rumours, rumours um, around all of um, this. So that wraps things up for this week. Next week, obviously, we've got those two games um, between Wales uh, and Australia uh, and uh, England and uh, South Africa um, to discuss uh, and uh, any other news that uh, happens to be going on as well. So do join me at 8pm next Tuesday for the Driving Wall Show. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.